the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Like a chrysalis, we're emerging from the economy of the Industrial Revolution. An economy confined to and limited by the Earth's physical resources into the economy in mind, in which there are no bounds on human imagination, and the freedom to create is the most precious natural resource. Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, Business and the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by SAGE, energizing the success of businesses and communities around the world through the imagination of our people and smart technology. I'm Ron Baker, along with my good friend, Verisage Institute colleague and co-host, Ed Kless. And Ed, welcome to our 100th show. I cannot believe it. Well... I can believe it, but it's just weird. I mean, I didn't, I didn't realize that you and I could actually talk for a hundred hours and have something <laughs> worthy to say after over that. a couple years, even. Uh, yeah, exactly, man. St- we we started back in July fourth, two thousand and fourteen. So I'm just, I'm just amazed that we we've made it this far. It's great. Yeah. Yes, and you know, certainly a, a big shout out and a, and a thank you right off the top. For, to my employer Sage, who has really ma- made this show possible for us the last couple of years, as well as our other sponsors, but but Sage was the one who who decided to to back us and get this done, and lots of folks who are instrumental at Sage in doing that. Some some of whom have have moved on to other positions, but we're we're still happy to have the the full support of Ray Barlow and the the team at Sage Accounting Solutions to to make this happen. So. Right, and leading results, of course, and Quanta CRM, our friends over there, they thank you guys for sponsoring us. It's just been just been wonderful. And add a big shout out to to our listeners. I mean, if it wasn't for them, <laughs> we wouldn't be here. So thank you, everybody. People have just been so gracious emailing us and writing reviews on iTunes. And even we've had a couple calls over the over the course of a couple years, like Don and <laughs> Greg Kite, who've called into the show. And mm-hmm. Ed, one of the most gratifying things is people that see us in public, either together or separately, you know, will come up to me and talk to me about what the show means to them or what topics they really enjoyed or their favorite show and just the impact it's had. I just got a real nice note from Hector this morning about just thanking us for all we do and and the show has not only helped him in his firm he's a CPA but he said it's also really impacted my my customers lives and that's just that's just really meaningful yes and and kind of mind blowing a little bit to think that we had that reach and we we've got some people who have reached out to us from other continents australia new zealand and and even europe places where you know i didn't even know we have our our listener is it gear from um norway yeah yeah who, and in germany there's mm-hmm. listeners in germany we got 
it's over 30 some odd countries where <laughs> where this show uh, where the show reaches and it's just it's just really gratifying to see that the interest in this topic yes and and hopefully it'll it'll continue you know we're 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 booked through the end of the year but but uh, hopefully we'll we'll extend that as well i i just i'm i'm overwhelmed uh, really and and like you said to just to thank the people who've come up to me at at the dozens of conferences and who said that they listen to the show and are, are regular regular listeners uh, Jay down in, in San Antonio, who's a regular listener and and always corresponds with me on on Facebook about it. So I really appreciate his his thoughts. Uh, just about every week, he sends me a a quick message saying, "Hey, you know, great job on the show, guys." Or you really messed up on Brexit. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do have some crow to uh, to chow down on. <laughs> And and I know we've got a lot of listeners in Australia, Steve Major and Matthew Toll and John Chisholm and Matthew Burgess, and, and they've said really, really nice things. Andrew Barnes uh, um, have said really nice things uh, about the show over the, the last couple of years. So thank you, everybody, from our, from our friends down under. And it's just mm-hmm. it's incredibly gratifying. Yep, yep, great stuff. And also would like to thank the team at Voice America, um, our, our engineer, most of the time, not always, but all the engineers there are great, but Matt Wiedner is our, is our major, uh, our main engineer most of the time. And yes, he just, <laughs> just does a fantastic job. I'm clapping by the microphone and that's freaking him out. So that's good. <laughs> so thank you, Matt, for all you do. And Ryan and uh, Treasure and Jeff Gersty and <clears throat> all the other engineers that I had the privilege of meeting one time, uh, at least when I did a visit down there and did a show from there um, at their offices. And I'd also like to give a shout out to Jeff Spinard, the founder of Voice America. So he's kind yeah. of the, the reason uh, <laughs> we have a platform to do this. And a big thank you to, of course, our executive producer, Robert Cellino. He's yeah. the one that uh, contacted me Ed, back in April of 2014 and sprang this whole idea on me. So, Robert, I've said it a hundred times, but you're a dream maker. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, no, this has been great. And where did he, where did he find you, Ron? Is that a, a, at a LinkedIn conference or something? Is that right? Do I have that right? I, I think he read some posts on LinkedIn about, okay. you know, that I had uh, on the influencer blog. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's where he came through. And and then, you know, of course, he did further research and um, probably found other things. So, yep. I, I remember I was in Washington, D.C. at a conference, at an actuary conference, um, when I when I had a con- uh, my first conversation with Robert in the hotel room talking about this idea and thinking, wow, doing a radio show, how cool would that be? <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks, everybody at Voice America. You guys are great, and, and all of our listeners and our sponsors. It's, it's just been a heck of a ride, and, and we plan to continue it. So we're not going anywhere, <laughs> at least not voluntarily. Well, yeah, <laughs> kicking and screaming. <laughs> so Ed, I get asked this every now and then, as I'm sure you do, um, uh-huh. and, and I'm interested in your response. I'll give you mine, but okay. when somebody asks you, What's been your favorite episode or, or your favorite guest? Yeah. How do you respond? 
you know, I, it, it depends on the day. It's, it's sort of like the, the question that I often ask people, which is who, who are your heroes and why are they a hero? You know, when, I, when I'm asked who is your – who is it, what's your favorite show, what's your favorite guest, it really depends. In a way, almost in – a, not to, to a large extent, but to a certain extent, each show is sort of like a kid, mm-hmm. right? It's like which one do you love more? You know, <laughs> right, right, there, yep. Because there's there are different things about it that that you, you know you especially the the research that we pour into it and the guests. Uh, you know, I have to, have to say that probably the 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 guest that comes to mind most often when people ask me that question is our first guest, uh, Deirdre McCloskey. Uh, simply because the, I think that that material has so influenced me and in, in my career and my way of thinking about things to such a large extent. Uh, and she was she was the first guest that we had. I think it was all the way back in on uh, in August of two thousand four. Was yeah uh, fourteen. I'm sorry. Yep, August eighth. Yep. And just just a fan, fantastic person, and and was just so gracious with us and. I, I don't know if she knew that she was our first <laughs> our first interview, but uh, she did a great job, and I'm, I'll be forever in in her debt for for appearing on that. And that was a a connection that we made through a through a Sage partner, Paul Ziliak, whose brother wrote a book with Deirdre McCloskey. So it was it was that that was really the the intro. And I think once we got Deirdre. It, it it really I think opened us up to some others. I don't think we would have gotten Thomas Soul. I don't know if we would have gotten Father Sirico and uh, if, if we if we didn't have a, a pretty incredible and powerful name such as Deirdre McCloskey as our first guest. So right, right, and Dan Ariely probably too. That mm-hmm. um, yeah, totally agree. You know, it's interesting that you said uh, they're all kind of like your babies because I used to get I, I still get this question: What's your favorite book? Mm-hmm. And Peter Tucker used to say, the next one. The next one. <laughs> <laughs> and there's part of me that, that agrees with that. And, but it would be really difficult for me to pick out a favorite book because they all mean something, you know, very special. But I just have to tell you, I was watching or listening to a Jerry Seinfeld. And after he did his routine, this was in Vegas, I think, he said, I'll take audience questions. And somebody okay. in the audience said, what is your favorite Seinfeld episode? And his answer was exactly what you said. He said, look, he said, these things are all my baby. We tried to do the best job on every single show and make you know each successive show better than the last. He said, mm-hmm. all, he says, I don't have a favorite. They're all, they're all my baby. And, and that's how, <laughs> that's how he, uh, how he answered it. And I have to say, I, I feel that way. I mean, I, there's 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 things about every show and every topic that we pick uh, that are really special. For, you know, for whatever reason we picked that topic, like Free Rider Friday, I thought was a pretty inspired idea. Um, but it would be really hard to pick out some. I mean, I do have some memorable topics that I think we did that I really enjoy, and mm-hmm. we can talk about that. But um, and, and I agree with you, Ed, that Deirdre McCloskey um, always comes top of my mind when I think about just. Uh, I, I I still shudder that we got her <laughs> on the show. And you, in fact, if you go back and listen to that show, you can you can sense my nervousness because she is just one of the economists that taught me everything about price theory. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you know, re, I, I've read I think every book she's ever written except her latest, by the way. Uh, <laughs> okay, but uh, I'm not through that one yet. The third in the trilogy. 
Right, right. Yeah, but, uh, you know, she's just had such a profound influence on my career. And just to be able to have a ch- chance to chat with her for a full hour on a topic that you can just tell she's just, like she said, obsessed with. Because mm-hmm. she's looked at it from every angle. And now, every time I read an economics books that tries to explain the Industrial Revolution, and they'll mm-hmm. do it by looking at different things, institutions, private property, oil, fossil fuels, whatever. And you yep. just, no, no, you're missing, you're missing the point here. Yep. Um, but I do have to say, I've read four or five economic mm-hmm. books lately, and uh, they have, uh, they've quoted her. Mm-hmm. On the cause of the industrial revolution, so that's progress. Yeah, no, I I think so. I I, you know, look look back on that episode, and we were we we're kind of raw, and and both of us, I think, uh, we 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 kind of tag teamed the interview. We didn't do it. We didn't we we didn't fall into a cadence until I think I don't know fourth or fifth interview where you would take one segment, I would take the other, and then we we would kind of bounce off of it later. So that that was that was a bit of a struggle. So sometimes they're a little bit hard to listen to, but I I can tell you that as late as today, I used the phrase with with someone on a, a conversation, uh market tested innovation and supply. So, um, you know, that that I, today, I, absolutely earlier today, I said it. So and, and so that, and I know that there's a shorter phrase now that she uses, but I still like the the concept of market tested innovation supply is what what it is to describe this thing that is often shortened to free market or capitalism or something like that. But I I just think that that phrase really encapsulates everything everything that it, there is and is just a great launching point for everything else to think about. She uses market betterment now, doesn't she? I heard her market say that. Tested, a, isn't market tested betterment? No, I think it's just market betterment. Betterment. Mm-hmm. It, it was on a Cato podcast. It might have been market tested, but I, I just remember two words because I thought, wow, that's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's really boiling it down. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I'm even starting, to, I read a book called Sapiens, which everybody's touting and you know, our mutual colleague Dan Morris had been reading it and I dived into it. And the first part of the book talks about the whole language thing and our ability to tell stories, fiction, poetry, narratives, and what a profound impact that's had on our development. And it's like, this is more corroborative evidence to, to her thesis. And I just think she's so right on this, but it's so counterintuitive. Yeah, no, I, I completely <clears throat> agree. It's some great stuff. So, well, Ed, this is fascinating. We'll talk more about some of our uh, more memorable or the, some memorable guests that, that in, in our head anyway. And in the meantime, folks, we want to remind you, if you'd like to get a hold of Ed or myself, you can send us an email at asktsoe at verisage.com. And please check out our show notes at thesoulofenterprise.com. And now we want to hear from our sponsor, Leading Results. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Is your website just a brochure, or is it your best salesperson? If your site is not the best lead generation tool you have, we should talk. We are leading results. 
we build websites and marketing programs that impact your bottom line. Using HubSpot or WordPress, we'll create a website and supporting marketing program that gets your business found, converts web visitors to leads, and provides clear tracking on what is and is not working. Learn about our team and approach to your success. Visit leadingresults.com slash TSOE to find out more. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Class. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. And here we are back on the Soul of Enterprise, and we're doing kind of a, a recap, encapsulation of, of their, our first 100 shows. This is show number 100 for the Soul of Enterprise. And just a quick reminder that we do have an archive page out there. So if you go to thesoulofenterprise.com, uh, go across the top, you'll see the, the the tab for archive, and you can see a list of all 100 episodes and in a, a short format, which makes it easy. And that, in fact, that is the page that I am on right now, Ron, as we are looking through, <laughs> you know, some of our more memorable conversations that that we've had with people. And and I I would be remiss it with to 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 not talk about these two guests simply because probably after McClowski, these two guys have had. A significant impact on on my career, and they're not clearly as well known as as uh, Deirdre is. But but uh, Howard Hansen and Steve Jeske, I just want you know shout out to them for appearing on the show and and giving us and sharing with us their their thoughts on on healing leadership, and that's yet another topic that I talk often about that. This double entendre of you know leadership can can not only uh, be healing, which I think is the first one that people get that that we can, but the that the concept of leadership itself needs to be healed. And there's yet another thing that I know I talked about today with someone, and that is this notion that we need to to ask new and better questions. And that it's it's not about providing answers. It was Howard that said to me probably close to 20 years ago now that good consultants don't provide answers. They provide new and better questions. And uh, I had a, a, was on vacation last week and did have the opportunity to do one, one small engagement with a firm in Wyoming. And this, this conversation came up that, you know, hey, l- leadership has to be more than just business results. Uh, because business does have an opportunity to, to make people better, and beyond beyond just enriching us from a pocketbook, a monetary standpoint, but enriching us as 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 thoughtful, fruitful, sentient human beings as well. So, 
Yeah, I, you know, when they asked me to write the foreword to their book, um, wow, what what an honor that was! Because I think that book is just seminal. It's it's just and it's so needed. Um, and, and the whole topic of leadership is so overblown, and there's so much hokum with respect to it. And their book is just a, a, a sea of sanity, or an island of sanity and a sea of insanity, I guess. And I just it was just such an honor. And and that really made me read the book, Ed, because you're going to write a foreword. <laughs> you got to yeah, you really, better read the book. <laughs> you got to read the book at a very deep level, and and I'm so glad I did. And I think about it all the time because their concept of the triangles and 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 all of the relationship triangles just it's really good stuff. Again, I think I said in the foreword, I wish I would have read this in elementary school. Yeah. You and me both, right? I mean, how much our lives would have been better and impacted if we had ha- had those tools for us. So, uh, and, strongly and to look up that show. And I know it's really cool because Howard is, like you said, he's been a mentor to you for for quite a long time, and and somebody that you've had you know a relationship with. And I guess I feel the same way about one of our guests from last September, which is George Gilder. I mean, the guy's literally been a 35-year mentor to me since 1981, or 34 years at that point. And then to have him uh, on the show uh, for a full hour and be able to talk to him, it's just been <laughs> absolutely amazing. So the the George Gilder show has obviously got a special place in my heart, um, just because he's just such a brilliant guy. And he, and he continues his brilliance Yes. Well, and, and you had an opportunity to interact with him. I know I think we talked about it on Free Rider a couple of weeks ago, but you had the, to, to see him again and have asked him to be a guest on the show again. And he's agreed at some point. I know he's on a book tour right now. But like you, I mean, it just this is just a, a giant in thinking. And here, here's a book, his, you know, his latest one, which I just just about finished up, Ron, on, on vacation, that that makes you think completely differently um, and and makes you understand that yes, there 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 is something to this income inequality, but it's not what you're hearing in the media. Right, right. <laughs> you talk about the scandal of money. Yep, the scandal yeah. of money. Yeah. Right. That yeah. it's it, it, there is something to it, but it's but it's it's not what you think. <laughs> yep. Nope. Absolutely. And and uh, we did post the. Uh, the talk he gave at the Independent Institute that I attended, and that is up on our show notes from that Free Rider Friday. And it's just an inspired talk. I mean, he talks about Bitcoin. He talks about digital currencies and, uh, you know, reforming the Federal Reserve and our monetary system. And, and it's just, it's, it's brilliant, the links he's made. I mean, his growth is, or knowledge is wealth and, and growth is learning. And then his money is time. Not time is money, but money is time. Is profound. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, and and it, I guess that's best said as money is is it or time time is it should be considered a constraint, not a resource, and as opportunity cost is really the issue. It's not it's not that your time has value in and of itself. It's that you could be doing something else. Right, and then of course Ed, right up there with Gilder for me is is Thomas Sowell. I mean, here's a guy who's written over forty books. I I think I've read every one of them. Um, and I just, you know, he's taught me so much over the years and I know he doesn't do many appearances either on TV or radio. Um, but somehow we got him (laughs) and (laughs) even though it was only 34 minutes or whatever it was, it, it, it just, 
wow, I, I still every now and then go back and listen to that show. And I remember my dad, he asked me after we, we did the show, he goes, what was it like to talk to Thomas Sowell? And I said, you know, it's, it's a voice that I'm familiar with. But I realized as I was sitting there listening to this familiar voice that I was the guy going to be responding. And I just, <laughs> I just couldn't believe it, you know, that I was actually talking to Dr. Soul. So that was a big milestone. And that was in December of 2014. So I have to say we had a pretty good first, uh, first few months because mm-hmm. we had Father Robert Sirico in there as well, who's another mentor, and, and then Rabbi Daniel Lappin. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I've been listening to him for decades on the radio, on his own show, and uh, still listen to him. He's got a podcast on The Blaze, which is just fantastic. But um, we also had Reed Holden in there, and Reed Holden has been a mentor to me in the pricing community. Um, I attended his course at the University of uh, Chicago uh, Executive Education. It was a five-day intense pricing course, and, um, you know, Reed Holden's a giant in the pricing field, as is Bob Cross, who we had on as well in March of 2015. So um, those two guys have a special place in my heart because of all the things they've taught me about pricing practicalities in the real world. Yeah, no, great stuff. I, I, well, I, I'm just going to quick bounce back to a couple of those that you mentioned just because it, that it's become a story that I, I tell now when we interviewed Thomas Sowell. I don't know if you recall the the first couple of questions that we asked him. His his answers were polite, but they were relatively short and and curt, right? There there was not there was not there was not a lot of deep, you know, he he wasn't quite sure how to read us. And then for whatever reason I was possessed to ask him about his his baseball career. Yep. Oh, <laughs> and, and he just opened up. And, and he just he just you could just hear it like he exploded. He told that great story about, you know, that he missed a home run by three feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he goes, What do you mean? I struck out. No, I missed the ball by three feet. <laughs> <laughs> so that was just just a lot of fun and and yes if, if father sirico i have to say was was possibly the most gracious guest i think that we've had he just he really took us under his wing almost to a certain extent as we were and and was joking right along with us i think when we asked about his his brother and and the you know the playing Polly walnuts and and on on uh, the sopranos uh, I think he just really appreciated the fact that we we had known as much as we did about him, you know. Right, right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think Rabbi Lappin was a little bit like that too, because I, I, you know, I've talked to him before, and I've had, I've been listening to to him for so long. I just felt like I knew him. I knew some of his catchphrases from his show. And um, the, the other guest that really made a big impact on me was Jules Goddard. Oh yeah. Uh, Oh, the, absolutely. The author of, uh, what is it, Ed? Common Sense? Un- uh, common, uncommon Nonsense. Yep. Yeah, common, common Sense, Uncommon Nonsense. Right, right. And th- that's just such a fantastic book. And he was just so good and just just gave nugget after nugget after nugget. I mean, every time he spoke, he, he was just dropping these <laughs> incredible wisdom. And he's got that great line that um, strategy is the art of <laughs> staying one step ahead. Step ahead. ahead. Of the need to be efficient, yeah, yeah, and just, and yeah, and he called called the budgeting process corporate rain dancing. Remember yeah. that? That was it's just, yeah. it's just so true. 
<laughs> yeah, we, we, and we definitely got to get him back on because if you remember, one of the last questions we asked him was, what's he working on now? And he was writing a book on behavioral economics and yeah. its intersection with management. So uh, I need to look at that and see if, if uh, when that's coming out. And we, we definitely got to get got to get him back on. Um, when we also had the privilege of talking to Jody Thompson from Culture RX, the oh one, yeah, one of the creators of Row, the results only work environment that you and I are such big fans of, yeah. um, and that was and and then of course Ed, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Rory Sutherland. Wow, no. <laughs> <laughs> the easiest show I think we've ever done. Yeah, here's Rory. Go, <laughs> go, <laughs> and. And they're like, okay, that's 15 minutes are up, Rory Holly. We got to take a break here. All right. And then, you know, he would, I, I wish we had recorded the, 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 the breaks as breaks. well, because he was funny as all get out on the breaks, too. And oh, we couldn't get a in, in, word in edgewise. And, and, you know, Matt being the, the diplomat that he is, all right, guys, we're, co- we're coming back. We're, go- <laughs> we're coming back. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. And I remember even texting you, Ed, during, you know, he was talking and we were, we were a minute and a half past break, which folks is a lifetime in radio. I mean, if you're a minute and a half, you're, you're just way over. And, and I'm typing Ed going, you interrupt him. <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't break in. There was- he's not breathing. How can I, how can I? How can I interrupt him? He doesn't take a pause for any breath. Pretty. But that pretty said, absolute <laughs> genius. Love Rory Sutherland. Uh, we got to see him again at PPS this year in, yeah. in Chicago, and he has agreed to come back on. And and I just uh, I just think he's just like one of the just he's just a font of ideas. I just love talking with him because it's just one after one idea after another. Um, so he he was just another really really fantastic guest. Yeah, pretty incredible stuff. Well, we're up against our next break, Ron here, and let's not go over this time. And we <laughs> we want to remind everyone that you can get a hold of us at asktsoe at verisage dot com. Also, thesoulofenterprise dot com, the made website for the show. Uh, please also do keep those reviews coming on iTunes. We mentioned them earlier. We 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 are, find every single one of them precious to us. Those are like gold in our community. So please do review iTunes as well as the book on Amazon.com. You can look it up, The Soul of Enterprise. We do have some transcripts of, of the shows that are available. But right now, we want to get a word in from our sponsor, Quanta CRM. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We believe great companies can become even greater by challenging the status quo within their companies. The latest challenge to your status quo? The way people buy has changed. Buyers now control the majority of the front end of the sales process. Sellers must learn to facilitate a buying process, not conduct a sales process. Social buying signals are an opportunity for sales. Learn more. Go to quantacrm.com slash ABC to request a copy of the white paper, Always Be Closing, a guide to the new art of social selling. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? 
I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're here doing our 100th show, and Ed and I are just sort of remissing or uh, reminiscing, I guess, about uh, prior, <laughs> prior guests we've had. Remissing about some of the guests I'd love to get on, but we haven't uh, been able to yet. But uh, anyway, um, Ed, one of the things I, I want to give a shout out to all our Verisage colleagues that have appeared on the show, Greg Kite, who, of course, wrote our hysterically funny foreword to our book, uh, which is yep. based on the show, The Soul of Enterprise. And like he says, the entire value of the book is found in the foreword. <laughs> so <laughs> if you buy the book, consider getting the you know, book for free. Um, and also Tim Williams. Tim Williams came on in December of 2014, and that's a gentleman we have to get back on. Tim is just like one of the smartest people when it comes to strategy, positioning. Um, he's a consultant to the advertising agencies. And folks, if you haven't heard that show with Tim Williams, Please take a listen. It's just absolutely brilliant. Nobody packs more concentrated <laughs> wisdom in, into you know such short a space as, as Tim does. It was it's just mm-hmm. uh, I really enjoyed that interview, and have to give a shout out Ed to Dan Morris for coming on in February of 2015 to talk about the value conversation. I, I don't know anybody uh, except for maybe Daryl Golem, another Verisage colleague who knows more about the value conversation than Dan or just who, who just practices it so well. I mean, he's really got the art of it down. I call him the savant of the value conversation. He doesn't even realize how good he is at it. Yeah, agreed. I, I actually think he is, he changes physio, you know, his, his body changes, his chemistry changes. Yeah. <laughs> he gets in, you can just see it. It's like he gets into a trance. Yeah. Um, and I also love to give a shout out to our, uh, Great Britain colleague Paul Kennedy for coming on and talking about the OBK story, which I was privileged to do live in March of uh, of this year in the UK with him, mm-hmm. and uh, that was just a great story because, of course, we we talked a little bit about the, our late colleague Paul O'Byrne, and he carries on the firm of of that name O'Byrne and Kennedy, and um, I, I still say they're one of the most innovative accounting firms in the world. Uh, without a doubt. I mean, you talk about Radical or the firm of the now or the firm of the future. They've been doing it for well over a decade, coming up on two decades, and they are not your typical accounting firm. 
Nope, nope, not at all. And while we're doing quick shout-outs, I'm, I just want to hit three Sage colleagues who were have uh, graced us with their presence on the show. Two of them no longer with Sage, but that's okay, too. That's uh, Greg Tarico, and he did a, a terrific show with us recapping Mary Meeker's Internet Trends, which there's a new one out. where We need to analyze that as well. Uh, Brad Smith, who is the customer experience officer with Sage, but has moved on. And, of course, Jennifer Warwa, who is still with Sage, and I'm doing a lot of work with Jennifer and the team at the Sage Accountant Solutions, so really pleased to have uh, her backing as well, and she did a great show on on her story and the future of accounting as well, which seems to be a real common theme, Ron, in fact, so much so that that's, that's going to be a little bit of what we talk about next week, too, so it's real, we, we really have been uh, gracious enough to, to find that, and that leads us to the conversation about Daniel Suskin, which I can't believe was six months ago. That we had him on in January of 2016. That's the thing, Ron, that is – the shows start to get so intermingled and the conversations that we had and the fact that I still talk about many of these guests. It, it, it's really hard for me. I look at the look at the, the archive page and I'm like, really? It was that long ago that we had this person on the show? Really? That long ago? <laughs> <laughs> and then I read that book, The Future of the Professions, right after we met at the Verisage Symposium in November. I think that book came out late November or December and said, boy, we got to get one of these guys on, Daniel or Richard. And he was gracious enough to come on. And um, I'm, I'm just thrilled he's going to be at Sage Summit. So, folks, if you're going to yeah, be at Sage Summit, yeah. um, please stop by. I mean, now that'll be worth seeing. And we're going to do a panel discussion, too, with them, aren't we, Ed? We are. We're going to do it Monday. If you're an accountant, you need to be at Sage Summit. Let's just, I just want to say that right now. And this is not just a sales pitch for the, because we, we, we do have some great stuff at Sage. I don't want to d- dismiss it, but the Monday program is just absolutely going to be stellar. We're going to have Richard Suskin on and then uh, Daniel. Daniel. D- Daniel. I'm sorry. Daniel Suskin on. And then this all star panel, including myself and Ron and Daniel, uh, as well as, uh, some other folks who are, are we're just going to rock it. Uh, by the way, just inside information, Ron. Don't tell anyone, but there if there's a there's a way that that people can get special pricing on Sage Summit just by listening to the show. If they go to, yeah, if they go to <laughs> Sage, they go to SageSummit.com and they register, and there's a code you put in F O E F O E as the code, which is is the word foe, right? But it actually is an acronym for Friend of Ed. Yeah, it's like FOB, <laughs> Friend of Bill. Yeah, Right, so it's F-O-E. Our, the foe is actually a friend. So if you're interested in coming to Sage Summit, get that special pricing. That's only available listeners to the show. That's awesome. And, and Ed, as a tack on to that show with Daniel, we also had Mark Coiseal on from the AICPA, which was an incredibly highly rated show. And then also a shout out to our, our Verisage colleague, I didn't want to leave him out, John Chisholm, who came on with Matthew Burgess and David Wells, all three attorneys, also talking about the ramifications of the Susskind book for the future of the legal profession. So... And, of course, Ed, we've had Rabbi Daniel Lapp, and he was our first guest to repeat. So uh, yeah. shout out to him. Of course, we've had an astronaut. We've taken the soul of Enterprise, you know, into space, <laughs> well, out of orbit. Into so. space. <laughs> <laughs> and, and our latest guest, of course, Doug Sleater, who was so good. And the, the blockchain is such a fascinating topic that we had him back for part two. So so big shout out to Doug. Thank you for, um, for appearing twice on the show, second guest to have done that. Yeah, 
Yep, great stuff. And it, and we it apologize if we've left anybody else out. I think we've gotten through most of them. But uh, let, let's let's transition over, Ron, and, and let's talk a little bit about about some of the shows that were not involved with guests that that somehow are pop into your memory as being more memorable than others. Well, Ed, I have to say some of our live shows when we recorded from the Sage Summit uh, mm-hmm. in July twenty eighth thirtieth of of last year. That was a lot of fun because we were on the floor. You know, it was live. It was being uh, broadcast live at Voice of America's live channel. We had a string of guests, uh, thought leaders and business leaders, entrepreneurs from the local economy. And that that, that was just a blast. Mm-hmm. And also our live coverage of the libertarian presidential debate. <laughs> that yes. Because we got, we got to talk to all of them. Uh, yeah. Afterwards, Gary Johnson, right, who went on to become the nominee, um, yeah. and even the, the next doctor, president of the United States, Ron. Yeah, I hope so. But and even the doctor who passed away. Yes, Mark Allen Feldman, who sadly yeah. passed away two weeks ago. Uh, Shocked so, me. Uh, shocking. Great guy, though. Terrific guy. So very lively, very energetic, very funny. He, uh-huh. he was really one of the funniest guys up there on the podium. At least he said some really funny things. I thought. Um, so of course the the live shows um, and then the one we did from the Verisage Symposium in Boston mm-hmm. uh, is is very memorable to me. But Ed, I'd have to say, of course, the Free Rider Fridays are you know a lot of fun to do. Uh, and a big shout out to my dad for giving us the idea of looking at racehorses, yes, <laughs> racehorse <laughs> names to come up with the idea, which was the absolutely brilliant idea. Um, uh-huh which we did, uh, but the free rider shows are great. But I have to tell you, there's, there's two shows that, that are really memorable to me, um, and that is Scroogeonomics <laughs> that we ran on Black Friday. And we uh-huh. thought, how is, how is this going to go over with people? You know, basically telling them that this economist is don't buy gifts. It's a waste of time. It's a, right. it's a dead weight loss to the economy. And I actually have gotten a few people coming up to me at, at conferences who said, that was a great show. I gave all my, my uh, team members this year gift cards instead of gifts. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the other yeah. one. The other, and I know this is near and dear to your heart, was business lessons from a Christmas Carol. <laughs> you know, yes. my brother says we botched Dickens, but I, I, I thought we we treated it with uh, great reverence and respect. I mean, that that's just an incredible story, and there's a ton of business lessons in there. There were there are a ton of business lessons in there, which is why I wanted to do that 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 show. I mean, that we we actually had that in the can that first the first. 13 episodes we were going to do it and i think we decided to do scroogeonomics instead uh and then i guess when it when christmas time rolled around we had just we had just interviewed thomas soul and and the episodes around christmas and and new year's were it happened they were all on friday so we didn't we just repeated shows right so we 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 didn't get so we had to wait a whole year to do it we we, we, we bumped christmas carol for thomas soul and i can live with that but yeah no right exactly (laughs) and the other show ed that i thought was really risky that we did um but i've even we even got a few emails saying how 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 much people enjoyed it and it's just a really weird show was famous last words you know that one and then the one that it was like it was called the experts speak Yes. Remember where we just kind of went through quotes from people. uh, That were wrong. (laughs) Yep, that were wrong. That were wrong. 
And yeah, uh, but those those two shows kind of go hand in glove together, don't you think? The the experts speak speak and the famous last words. Yes, absolutely. I think that's kind of where we got the idea to come up with the last word show. But what what are the shows that stick out for you, or the topics? Well, I was actually going to say the experts speak, and then 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 the. Uh, Christmas Carol ones were were in in my list, but I, I you know I think the ones that kind of are memorable to me are for and not for different reasons, but for the the ones where one of us is really the the expert and passionate about it, and the other one almost becomes like a it's not even a co-host situation. It's kind of like a, a Roy Sutherland your interview where I end up interviewing you or you end up interviewing me. <laughs> Can you say project and, management? Yeah. If any of the project <laughs> management shows would be a good example of me just rambling on about stuff or the stuff where we, t- we talk about consulting theory and practice. And then sometimes with the, the price, the stuff, you know, price sensitivity factors, you know, I'm just like, okay, Ron, what do you think of this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like we've always said, this is a, this is not an event driven show except on Free Rider Friday. It's a topic driven show. And that's one of the things I really appreciate about it, Ed. We can, we can take a deep dive on one specific topic. Um, like I recently listened to our corporate social responsibility show because I'm doing a presentation on it. And, and we went pretty deep on that, on that uh, topic and looked at it from different angles. And I, I really appreciate having the, the freedom to do that. Yep. No, great stuff. Great stuff. It's a lot of fun. Well, folks, this is great, but we've got to run. And uh, we'd like to remind you, if you want to contact Ed or myself, you can do so at asktsoe at verisage.com. And please check out the soulofenterprise.com for full show notes. And check out our live events page. Like Ed said, make sure you come to the Sage Summit if you're an accountant. You need to be there. And uh, you can also, uh, please, uh, we know many of you listen on demand. It'd be wonderful if you went over to iTunes and gave us a review. We'd really appreciate that. And now we want to hear from our sponsor, Sage. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Four new employees, a 20% increase in revenue. Being one of the 9 million women business owners in the U.S. These are your proudest numbers, your landmarks of growth and success. Sage helps you achieve business milestones with cloud and software solutions that lead to deeper financial insights. Believe in your numbers. See what Sage can do for your business. Visit believeinyournumbers.com today. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You 
are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Class. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. And we are back on The Soul of Enterprise. Just a couple of quick shout-outs to other guests. Kevin Mitchell of Professional Pricing Society, who was a fantastic guest about the future of pricing. Uh, of course, Mark Miller, who's running for railroad commissioner in the state of Texas. And don't forget that railroad commissions have nothing to do with <laughs> railroads in the state of Texas. So, and then I, also uh, my friend and buddy Tony Clark, or Anthony Clark, actually, as he prefers to be called and professionally, who wrote a fantastic book about presidential libraries, uh, and then I would also be remiss not to mention, I think you might have touched on Lee Cockerell, too, from Disney, who was just a, a fantastic guest. So Right. And Joe Pine, author oh, of the Joe Pine. Economy, yeah. was just brilliant. You know, Joe Pine is one of the reasons, Ed, that uh, Dan and I started working together, because he read his original Harvard Business Review on the exper- uh, article on the business, uh, on the experience economy, and came up to me at a course he attended of mine and said, you know, how would you like to teach something like this together? And that's how we started to work together. Interesting. Cool. So, so Ed, just a few cleanup things from, uh, from, from prior shows. Uh, I know we did okay. the, uh, part two interview with Doug Sleater on the blockchain. Um, but you had asked me uh, on Free Rider Friday uh, what I thought about Brexit. And I never answered you what my opinion was. I told you that it wasn't going to pass. And I think even live on the show, you looked at predictit.org. Yes, I did. It was like 83 cents or something, wasn't it? Uh, it, You know, that it wasn't going to pass. So, boy, did I get that wrong. But so did everybody else. And that was kind of fascinating. Yeah, no, this is really interesting. And you would think, Ron, by the way that people are talking about this, like the Brits had had elected the, uh, the leader of the Fourth Reich. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm serious. It, it just it it it's it, it. People are just exercised about this, and I'm just like, well, first of all, it's not it's not binding. So that, I don't think people completely understand that yes it still probably will happen but the first thing that has to happen is a prime minister has to has to execute on article 50 which is to trigger the two-year period so there's a lot of things that still have to happen in order for this to 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 actually go and now there's calls for people like well if i had known that it was going to pass i would have changed my vote i'm like what is going on yeah or they were confused about what it uh, a yes or versus no vote meant please give me a no, break that's garbage because it was it was exit or stay. So yes. it wasn't so that's 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 garbage for people. There's no hanging chads in this election. I, I know. You know, every time the losers lose, this is what they do. But yeah, you know, I'm hearing all this doom and gloom, and yet you know what? There's going to be some uncertainty in the stock market. Is you know, but there's also I just heard an interview with uh, with uh, Henry Kissinger of all people on the Larry Kudlow show. Oh my God, he's still alive. He's <laughs> I know, I know, but you know, he's pretty pretty astute observer of the world. Oh yeah, and he said, you know, there's great there's great opportunity here. In this, there's it's, it's not doom and gloom. He said, you know, one of the roles of leadership is rising above recriminations and and you know doomsday basically. And he he was very sober and sane. And and of course, Larry Kudlow was all for Brexit, as as were most of the libertarian economists that I've read and the conservative economists. They thought that this was a good thing. Um, 
you know, and I don't just think it was the immigration issue, Ed. I think there was, like we talked about, the tax regulations and the other uh, stifling regulations and just the loss of sovereignty. What's the point of having elected officials if a bunch of unelected bureaucrats are going to write rules that you're subject to? Well, see our show, The Experts Speak, yet again, for more information on that, right? But that's that's the theory, is that we we need to have, you know, experts run this stuff. It can't be trusted to the people. And I think that's that you're absolutely right, that that's more than anything what was driving this. I don't think that it was the immigration piece, although probably uh, 10 to 15 percent of the people who voted in favor of exiting did have immigration on their mind. I don't I don't think it was the overwhelming majority. As a sole issue, yeah. Right, as a sole issue, as a sole right. issue. Um, you know, look, and look no further than Switzerland, by the way, for a country that's not part of the EU that seems to be doing okay. Right. You know, yes. so. <laughs> yeah, and who? somebody else got out, too. Is it Greenland or somebody else took off? Uh, I don't that's been one of the funny things. There's a, there's a whole article, or maybe it's a meme by now, going around the internet about other initiatives, you know, they say this is a domino theory, right? Other countries are going to start to leave. And so somebody with way too much time on their hands, but who is really, really funny, came mm-hmm. up with a list of what those, what the names of those votes would be, like Brexit. Mm-hmm. So for Italy, you have Quiddly. <laughs> for Denmark, you have Dumpmark. For Ireland, you have Byerland. For, po- for Poland, you have Withdrawal Saw. <laughs> Portugal would be Portugon. Uh, I like that one. Portugon. Probably my favorite is Spain, Madridans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. well, don't forget, don't forget about Texit, Ron. Texit. Yeah. <laughs> Just and, the, and like you said, te- Texas people. <laughs> from the original Brexit, we we yeah. we, uh, <laughs> we applaud. Seventeen seventy six. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Uh, Okay, and I got to lay something on you because we've, right. we're both obsessed with blockchain, as is Doug Sleater. We've had him on twice. We took a deep dive. Uh, now I got to throw something else at you. Sidechain. Okay, wait, what? Sidechains. Side chains, S-I-D-E chains? Yep. Okay, okay. This is a fork off a of blockchain. It's basically an extension this okay. side change is the brainchild of Dr. Adam Back, who is literally a legend in Bitcoin developer circles. Okay. Um, been around forever, you know. But in fact, uh, the uh, Trace Mayer, who does this podcast, I highly recommend called Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast, okay. uh, said he could be Satoshi. <laughs> now he might've said it jokingly, but I don't, you know, it, 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 he's on that level. I mean, really smart guy. He said, there's a whole wish list of Bitcoin developers of what they want to do. And the side chain, basically you suspend Bitcoins on the main chain and then send them off to a, a smart contract driven side chain where, and this gets very technical. So, but, but, it would allow you to do special projects. So, for instance, an airline could run its loyalty program on a side chain, right? Or mm-hmm. you could have, uh, you know, uh, other types of, of things that could run on a side chain where you might have proof of stake. It could be permissionless uh, or, per, or permissioned blockchain or side chain. Um, wherever you need a ledger, 
you, you could you could run a special purpose side chain basically. So it's it's really something that they they it, it's a way to add a new feature, but in a modular way. It's still tied to the blockchain, so you still have that that proof and all of that, but you're using it for a different purpose. It's it's one of the questions we talked with Doug about about do you see just one blockchain or do you see many? Well, this still has a central blockchain, but you have all you have all these side chains as well. I can't say I understand this technically, but it was a fascinating discussion. Well, when you say blockchain, are you say, talking about Bitcoin, so that it, it's a side side of Bitcoin, or is it, it, yes. is it just a, it's, okay? They were, okay. Yeah, they were talking about it in the context of Bitcoin. Okay, gotcha. Because all right, so there's a side side chain off of the main thrust. Got it. Okay. Yep, and and it grants you the equivalent <laughs> use of Bitcoin after it verifies it from the blockchain. Then it, your bitcoins are suspended on the blockchain, and now they're over on the side chain, and you can use them for other things that might be guided by a smart contract or you know whatever. Um, but would would have other features than you get just with Bitcoin. It like he says, it's kind of the developer's wish list of th- these are other things that'd be really cool to do. Hmm. Interesting. It, it, um, it, it's absolutely fascinating. <laughs> it, okay. And you just realize how smart these guys are. Because no, when they talk smart. about this, they, they talk about every. They talk about anti-fragile. They talk about redundancies and security and, and all the problems. And, you know, one of the things he said was um, one of the difficult things about upgrading the blockchain is, you know, you, you're like upgrading super jumbos while they're in the air. <laughs> so it's it, there's a lot of risk involved if you don't get it right. Interesting. Oh man. All right, Ron. Well, I think that wraps up show. Put it in the can for show number one hundred, huh? Well, and thank you, Ed, for being the great co-host that you are. Because I wouldn't want to done this alone. So I, I do need to thank you for uh, for a heck of a ride, and and I look forward to the next hundred. You're most welcome, and certainly back at you. That's where I was going with this, too. It's been been a lot of fun, and I hope we continue. So what do we got for next week, Ron? Is it the end of accounting? It is the end of accounting. Or maybe, better yet, the death of accounting. Uh, We're going to talk about a new book, folks, that just just hit the market, and I'm really excited about it. I I know it sounds weird, but uh, for all of our accountants out there, or investors, you're going to be really interested in what this has to say. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that, Ed. All right. Well, I'll see you in 167 hours. This has been the Soul of Enterprise, Business, and the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by SAGE, energizing the success of businesses and communities around the world through the imagination of our people and smart technology. Join us next week, folks, on Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, and we'll be talking about the new book, The End of Accounting by Barack Lev, uh, something I think should be called The Death of Accounting. In the meantime, feel free to check out our show notes at thesoulofenterprise.com. We'll have full show notes up there. And you can contact Ed or myself at asktsoe at verisage.com. 